episode, we'll get tips and advice on what to do in a struggling relationship coming up. Yes, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Mel, your host of The Love Manual. Today, I'm going to have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. John Wyman, who is a relationship and marriage counselor. Please help me welcome him to the show. Hey, John. Hey, Mel. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How you doing today? If I were any better, I'd be you. Oh, that's <laughs> nice to know, John. I'm trying to Yes. So, um, you know, I, I was so excited when I knew that I was going to have the opportunity to have you on this show. But for people that don't know John Wyman, please tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, wow. OK. Um, how long do we have? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, years ago, I got into this uh, field. Um, I worked in a long term psych hospital and. Um, I was lucky enough to work under the mentorship um, of a guy by the name of Dr. James Masterson, who was known throughout the world for uh, narcissistic personality disorder. And um, through a course of events after working at the hospital for about nine years, I had to leave and um, to you know start a family and uh, moved away from New York. And um, I've always said, everyone has a story and everyone has a dream. And if you mess with either one of them, you end up talking to me. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was uh, always my dream to be in this field. Um, my mom was a therapist and uh, I remember us talking and she said, John, you have a gift. And uh, I was like, mom, what are you talking about? And she said, well, you see people, you can truly see people. And I don't think I ever really um, understood what she meant by that. Uh, and I guess now doing what I've been doing for about 10 years in this area, um, I, I think I do. Um, but I uh, basically what happened was I was, um, when I left the hospital, I moved from New York to Baltimore. Uh, we started a family. Um, and I was married for 14 years. Um, that didn't work. Um, you know, looking back through my own work, uh, we weren't a good match. And um, during that time of divorce, I call it my dark period. Um, divorce happened. Um, my mom, who was my hero, and uh, really the reason we're talking today now, and um, and a close friend of mine got killed. Um, so I went on a road where I ate too much, slept too much, and drank too much. And um, that was uh, 14 years ago. I was diagnosed with cirrhosis and given two months to live. And um, I walked out of the hospital and I thought, what do I do? And uh, I thought, if I can be half as strong as my mom, I'll be okay. Um, and that was 14 years ago. And um, as the path, as life started to get better, uh, I met Sherry and, um, you know, decided I wanted to get back into this field. And I realized that, well, you know, I, I, my marriage failed. So this area uh, I started to focus on and um, found the Gottman Institute. 
And I completed my training at the Gottman Institute, which is really known as the best. Um, and then uh, I basically, I, I hung my shingle out. And um, that was, uh, God, that was, yeah, almost 10 years ago. And, um, you know, I, I found that the typical 50-minute model, um, I don't believe that works. Uh, research indicates it takes about six years of a problem to come and, uh, come and make an appointment with a marriage counselor, or relationship counselor. So um, I developed a model where I, I charge per session, not per hour. Um, typically sessions go somewhere around um, three hours, somewhere around there. And it allows a couple to get better quicker. Um, my, my results say within about a month, things are significantly better. Um, in addition to the session, uh, both people in, uh, in the relationship have access to uh, talk to me at any time during between sessions. And if we talk for an hour, it's included. Um, today, uh, I had one session and that was at uh, three o'clock. I was on the phone since seven o'clock this morning. Wow. And, um, you know, and back to why I, all this works is as I got healthier, um, you know, I developed the drive to do this. And uh, I'm proud to say um, tomorrow, Troy, who is, uh, I call my liver from uh, liver transplant, uh, is 11 months. Uh, I got my transplant 11 months ago. Wow. And, um, Life's good. We live on the water, and uh, all my blood work is good, um, and it's just great to love life. And, you know, I, I run into a lot of people that um, have, you know, problems like this that they have to overcome. So um, I've uh, – Troy, Troy's proud of me. Troy and I didn't get along our first night together when I woke up from the surgery. and. I said, we got to talk. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we got to get along here if we're going to be living together, kind of like husband and wife. <laughs> and, That's cute. I can't believe you named it. That's yeah, cute. Troy Troy and I are good. <laughs> um, so well, good we're best friends. <laughs> good for you, John. Good for so, you. So thank you. Bobby, I know that you're um, the marriage and relationship counselor. Let me ask you a quick question. Why do you think that infidelity takes place in a relationship in the first place? Okay. Infidelity um, yeah. is a, uh, it's a sign that something is wrong in the relationship. The, the party is looking for something that they're not getting. And um, it, it, it kind of happens by accident, but uh, there's research to show that often after the loss of a job or the death of a loved one or something, people go in search of, is there something more out there? Mm. And it's uh, kind of Russian roulette. I, uh, you know, I spoke to someone last week and um, the guy was really scared. He, he, he said to me, John, where we are, I'm just scared that something can happen to either one of us where we fall into that trap. They're aware of it. And um, it happens now. What it does is um, what I've learned is 
it does two things when they fall. It, it, it meant something to the, the betrayer. It definitely meant something. It may not have been real, but it meant something. It gave them something they weren't getting. Um, validation, I mean, that in some way, maybe that they were good, they were a good person, or they were beautiful, or they, whatever it was, they were given that. And uh, that's on one side. Um, on the other side is what it did to the identity of the one who was betrayed because they realize that they're no longer that one anymore. Um, it's, it's really, it makes them question everything. Um, so it's, um, takes a lot of work and, and that's why I deal probably, I'll say 75% of what I do is infidelity and, um, there's no way you can do, you know, 50 minutes and say, Oh, really, Mel, you're saying something important. I need your credit card. Right. Um, that just doesn't work. Um, and believe it or not. Um, and I'm proud to say you met, uh, one of my couples. Oh, who <laughs> absolutely. I, I was going to talk about them at the end, John. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love solid Leslie. <laughs> just I'll just say that. <laughs> absolutely. And I love the, the model that you have as far as not paying by hour, but paying by session because one session is not enough. I mean, I'm, I'm one hour is not enough, should I say. So your session also includes calls, which I think is really important because it's letting them know that you are available for them and no matter what. Yes, exactly. I've received calls at 2.30 in the morning. Wow. And that call I was on till 6 a.m. Oh, my goodness. So it's... Um, and you, you oh, that's amazing. This is their life. Um, I'll never forget. I had a couple once. He was a psychoanalyst and she was a clinical psychologist. Uh -huh. And um, she said to me, John, you don't affect lives. You affect generations. And that that really hit me that, you know, the best gift you can give your children is for your relationship to be good and be strong. So um, that 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 stayed with me, and they're doing well, by the way. And that was a few years ago. So. <laughs> I'm happy too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's good though. Um, that statement is a true statement. Someone like you come into some uh, one's life and fix the family at the beginning. You know, will definitely affect the youth that they're trying to raise and a positive household. So how does one recover or bounce back from the broken trust after the infidelity? Um, the person who did the betraying is, um, they are just dying for the person to get it, you know, get past it, get past it. And, I've always given the example, it, it's kind of like the betrayer is in a pool mm -hmm. and they're saying, please, please come swimming with me, please. And the betrayed person says, no, there's no way I'm going into that pool. The last time I went into that pool with you, I drowned. 
And what the betrayer needs to do is trust is built in small steps. Um, and it's just basically doing what they said, having open access, um, having depths of communication that they never had before. There has to be a, um, a level of honesty um, that comes out. And, um, you know, I'm a big uh, Brene Brown fan. And, um, you know, the vulnerability uh, is um, is critical to making it work where the, the conversations have to be um, really, really long and loving um, and truthful, more importantly, truthful. That's probably the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, I agree. Like once that happens, you definitely have to have that open uh, access policy in order for the other partner to say, okay, well, maybe they're trying, maybe this will work. But at what point in a marriage or a relationship would you uh, suggest counseling? Um. You know, I, um, no, I probably the, I don't worry. And I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I don't worry about the couples I see. Um, I worry about the ones I don't because they, um, it takes a lot of courage to do this. And, you know, when I do this session model, um, a lot of times I'll ask questions and it'll be like, so, you know, in infidelity, what made you cross the line? Right. And they say, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, you know, I was having a few drinks and, you know, I don't know what made me do it. And my response to them is, that's okay. I can wait for your answer. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in terms of getting them there, uh, you know, again, it takes six years of a problem mm -hmm. to to make an appointment. Um, if you see problems before, um, it's it's just so much easier. It's right. so much easier. Uh, unfortunately, most of the people I see have contacted lawyers. Oh. Okay, so they already passed. They feel that like they already passed the counseling part, huh? Um, yeah, good part of them have, and they, um, you know, or they're the word the D word um, has been yeah. used. Mm. I've never used the D word in a session. <laughs> I won't use it. I I won't use it. That's not my it's not my role. Um, so if that's something they want to do, then that's their choice. But um, we also do something on that call, this discernment counseling as well. But, um, you know, it's, they have to do the work. If they do the work that, believe it or not, science and data has shown, mm -hmm. um, the marriage will work and they will have closeness and intimacy like they've never had before. Right. Um, they just have to be willing to do the work. Yeah. Absolutely. So in, in your line of work, do you, who do you see, uh, I guess, cheating more or being unfaithful more, men or women? Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> I promise okay. you. You better be careful, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> when when men cheat, I say to the uh, to the man, "How could you do that?" Uh -huh. And when the woman cheat, I say to the man, "How could you neglect her so much? She had to do that." <laughs> um, and yes, I'm I'm kidding, but there's there's a little bit of truth in that. Oh, there's a true. little bit of truth that um you know it's my experience that men men cheat because they can um because someone tells them they're they're good or something and uh women cheat for connection because the connection is lost mm -hmm. um, so it's um you know it's i mean my experience is more men do than women, but uh, it's, I, I wouldn't want to say it's, you know, significantly different, um, you know, number of like 75, 25, it's, who, who, I mean, who knows? I mean, I think probably more men do, but um, the, the break in the, the marriage, um, and by the way, um, the victim of infidelity mm -hmm. is not always the victim in the marriage. Oh. And you have to think about that. The victim of infidelity is not always the victim in the marriage. Wow, John. That's, yeah, that's a uh, that's very... And before uh, I get questioned on that, <laughs> yeah, a woman by the name of Esther Perel. <laughs> okay. by the name of Esther Perel said that. <laughs> okay. So, listen, okay, it's not me, it's her. <laughs> well, that that was a good statement though, because it's really true. Like you said, I mean, oh my goodness, sometimes the victim in the you said the victim that the victim of infidelity uh -huh. is not always the victim in the marriage wow in in other words um well there's i'll tell you there's um three things that happen uh, we make what's called bids for connection and we make them every day um bids can be subtle or they can be um blatant and uh, i'll give you a textbook example and then i'll give you an example for my marriage and i promise you mel you'll call me an idiot <laughs> <laughs> no i doubt it <laughs> uh, well i called myself one okay. <laughs> um these bids for connections so we live on the water my wife can say oh nice boat going by mm -hmm. well there's three things that can happen you can turn toward the bid turn away from the bid or turn against the bid mm -hmm. and turning toward the bid all i have to do is look and go yeah yeah nice boat or yeah boat i see it mm -hmm. i don't even have to agree with her that it's nice i just have to she's not saying it to hear herself speak right she's saying it because she wants to share that with me she wants to connect on that as subtle as that is mm -hmm. it's a bid um the other example is look at that boat going by and i'm buried in facebook huh oh look at that yeah I could care less what she said. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not paying attention. Uh -huh. And she, she's there, that's called turning away, and she's there feeling very subtly alone. Right. And, and then there's, look at that boat going by, 
and I get mad at her. And I, I say, can't you see I'm trying to read a work email here? I don't need to look at that stupid boat. Mm -hmm. And that's called turning against. And the live example is my wife says to me one day, ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to go to Niagara Falls. My answer, <laughs> eh, went there as a kid, nothing special and walked away. <laughs> I oh, walked up oh. the stairs. <laughs> And I saw her shoulders shrug as I walked by. Uh, and uh, I got to the top of the stairs and I called myself an idiot and I came down and I said, of course we'll go, of course we'll go. So here's what the research says. Here's what the research says about this. Uh -huh. Couples who turn toward their bids 86% of the time, which is not all the time and not every, no one has a calculator but you know if it's happening most of the time. You just, you know it. Right. Those couples that are uh, do it about 86% of the time are very, very happy. Mm -hmm. Couples who turn toward each other's bids only 33% of the time end up divorcing. Mm -hmm. And what the bids do is what the, it's called fill your emotional bank account. Mm -hmm. And if my account, is empty because I've turned toward all her bids. I'm giving her the emotional money. Uh -huh. I've done that and she hasn't turned toward my bids. Uh -huh. I'm not turning toward hers anymore. I, I'm not doing that. I don't have any money left to do it. So it, it's really <laughs> dangerous. And, um, and what happens is in infidelity, uh -huh. someone else fills that emotional bank account. Mm -hmm. right. So they they have to you know the the bank will go out of business if it's not filled, right? So that, put it. It, it happens, and we make them we we make ten bids a day, easy, wow, easy. Um, and there's very subtle. And as a colleague of mine once said, John, it's really hard to turn towards the bids because you have to identify them first. And That's true. yeah, one of the problems is we identify our own. We don't identify our partners. Mm -hmm. So when we don't identify our partners, we build resentment because we know the ones we're making and whether he or she is turning toward or away. Right. We don't recognize our own, the, our partners. Uh, we don't recognize that. So that is really something, you know, and it's yeah. important to, I guess, acknowledge your partner's bids and know when they're trying to connect, you know, subtly. So, how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> now, Mel, there's there's this great movie on tonight. Right, and I would say, oh, really? What is it? That's turning toward. Exactly. And there you go. <laughs> Yes. That, now, if you said, ah, I'm not in the mood for TV, that would be right. turning away. <laughs> Absolutely. Or if I was just like, you know what? I don't care about a stupid movie right now. I'm trying to read, right? Tur yes. Turning against. Exactly. John, that is really good information. And you know what? A lot of people probably don't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's good. It's very, and you know, all of a sudden they grow tired and they're not connected. You know, uh, in the way I was trained, this thing bids for connection. Mm 
-hmm. is probably, in my opinion, the single most important thing that makes it work. Yeah. Um, It's, yeah, it really is. um, Very important. Very important. Mm -hmm. Very important. Because I'm telling you, as I said, their emotional bank account is going to get filled. Yeah. I, I like that. Which, where do you want to get it filled from? Because they're going to, they need the money. They don't want their bank to close. Absolutely. And you don't want anybody else filling up that bank account, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) Look at you. So what advice and tips would you give, um, you know, listeners that are like struggling in their relationship? The single most important thing in terms of struggle and listening is people listen to reply Mm -hmm. they do not listen to understand and there's a big difference in you know as people are talking immediately what they're doing is scanning to find out what they're disagreeing with right instead of trying to understand and um you know, understand what the other person is saying. And they're so focused on their own, their own needs um, that if they listen to their partner's needs and try to understand it, um, it probably will hit their needs as well. Um, you know, you and I have talked about uh, 69% of conflict in relationships is called perpetual conflict. Yes. And it's the history of uh, your position in the argument, discussion, whatever you want to call it. It's the history of your position long before you two ever met. Right. So naturally, Mel, I think I'm right and you're wrong. But I don't, if I listen to reply to you, I'm going to tell you you're wrong or I disagree. Mm-hmm. I am not taking the time to understand why you feel the white lights or the colored lights on the Christmas tree as we talk about <laughs> are so important to you. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners may not understand that, but we had a great fight about the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, okay, so if I'm saying, oh no, I like the white lights and you know, I'm saying this, take time out to listen to why I like the white lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, why, why do you like the white lights on the tree, Mel? Yeah, <laughs> they're bright, John. <laughs> they're brighter than the other ones. <laughs> uh, uh, better than, uh, brighter than, okay. Well, can we put the tree in the corner? Because yes. I, 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 you know, your white lights, I, I grew up with colored lights, and you mm. like the tree in the corner. And maybe if we can kind of meet together. Yes. I'm okay with the white lights. You know, if the tree in the corner, that to me, if you want to understand, that's what family was. I remember our family, all of my brothers and sisters, we were around the tree in the corner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it just, I mean, and I guess the white lights for you were what you remember as Christmas. Right. And I want us both to have a good Christmas. Oh. So and maybe next year we can change it. Yes. And compromise is key, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's oh figuring it out. It's, well, it's, you are, I mean, so amazing, you know, and I, I've heard, you know, some testimonies and everything. 
from, you know, your couples. So I'm going to actually have them on my next episode, which I'm so excited about because I want them to tell me what John did for them. You know, I did get some, you know, bits and pieces, but I need the audience and the viewers, the listeners, I really need them to hear how you work because you're amazing. So if people are trying to find you, where can they locate you, John? Um, my website is lifebridgecoaching.com. Uh, oh, okay. um, I can, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, life underscore bridge underscore coaching underscore. Mm -hmm. um, and let me see, I'm on John Wyman. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, I'm on um, Life Bridge Coaching. There's a water scene. Um, okay. I answer any questions same day. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I'd love to work with, um, you know, anyone that would be interested. Mm -hmm. um, now, am I allowed, Mel, to brag about Solly and Leslie for a little bit? You can brag about Solly and Leslie because I'm going to have them on. They are just too sweet. So just tell them a little bit because we don't want to give them too much until they come on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Solly and Leslie for your listeners <laughs> i can't tell you how much one as you know as a marriage counselor but they have become dear friends um we will be friends for life i i admire um solly um it was a case of infidelity mm -hmm. and what Sally um, and both of them did, uh, they're incredible people. And if you're faced with a challenge in your marriage, mm -hmm. listen to Sally and Leslie. Um, they are, uh, when I had my transplant, Sally was one of the first people I talked to after. Wow. Um, he's, uh, his story is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I have uh, husbands that I work with call Solly, um, and Solly has been and will be helpful forever. Um, he's all as you know now. Oh my goodness, John! Solly <laughs> and Leslie are an amazing couple. Just the you know the conversations that I've had with them, I, I'm like. And, and and don't I mean of course you want to give them you know the credit for sticking through and doing it but definitely give yourself the credit because Leslie couldn't believe the turnaround and without you that wouldn't have happened wow. you know without you and you know your support and of course making sure that they were ready for that next step of you know getting back together and trying to mend you know the broken trust and all of that John kudos to you wow. really thank you thank you i you know i um i can <laughs> confess i've never felt comfortable about that i i just uh i really do admire everyone that i've seen they they do the work um they do the work and all i do is just provide the environment and you know the framework um but it's it's incredible to watch and, and Leslie and Sally's story is amazing. I mean, <laughs> it, it should be on the news worldwide. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They, they should, they should, um, 
they should be the face, right? Uh, yes. You know, you can get over that. You can oh. get over infidelity. I thought they were the face of the love manual. <laughs> oh, you go. <laughs> Good. We got to have to give them their own section in our magazine. That, that's right. I thought they, that was them on the cover. <laughs> the logo. <laughs> Listen, one day they will be on the cover. Trust me, because they're uh, yeah. and, and you did it. You helped them get through that. So I, you know, I know that some people may want to ask you questions and everything. And you know, we now have this forum on um our website, www.thelovemanual.com. And we set up a forum for those who want to speak and discuss what's, what you spoke about and maybe get some tips and advice on how they can make their marriage or relationship work. But I want to know um, if you think that prior to getting married, of course, people should go to a counselor is suggested, right? Very much suggested. Okay. I, tomorrow morning, I see someone at 9 a.m. Uh, they're getting married. And oh. um, you know, there's, I will tell you one of the things we do and at some point, if you wanted, we could get into it. There's four behaviors uh -huh. that predict divorce at a rate of 94%. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what they are if you want. Um, oh, yeah. I want to hear that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, they are criticism, defensiveness. If one of you is going to be critical, the other one's going to be defensive. Uh -huh. You know, Mel, you never put the dishes in the dishwasher. Yes, I do. I do. And next thing you know, we're hitting a ping pong ball back and forth um, and never get anywhere. The next one is contempt where um, you know, there's some sort of disrespect or superiority type thing. And um, contempt is the number one reason for divorce of the four. But um, what's fascinating about it is it actually can affect the woman's immune system. There's been studies done that when there's contempt in relationship, the woman's immune system is compromised, um, which is fascinating. Um, and the last one is, uh, and I am very guilty of this, uh, it's called stonewalling, in which 85% of men just shut down. We just stop. And when we do, the woman escalates. And the reason she does is, she wants resolution. Now, the challenge in this, uh, it, the condition is called flooding. The, the man is flooded. His heart rate is above 100 beats a minute. His oxygen level is affected. And you actually lose your ability to problem solve. It will just lead to erratic communication. And when that happens, it's just going to get uglier. And the antidote is... I'll tell you what research says, and I'll tell you what is said in my practice. Mm -hmm. Research says it takes 20 to 30 minutes for the man to just take a walk, listen to music, do anything but think about the problem, and he'll be able to come back, and they'll be able to talk about it again. Um, the, the, what I hear in my practice is when I ask the man how long they need, mm -hmm. um, and that's not to say women don't get flooded too, but men clearly do. And um, the most common answer I hear is we need an hour. I need an hour. And the woman, and I've seen well over a thousand couples, literally 100% of them mm -hmm. 
said, John, I am fine if he needs an hour. I am fine with that. Right. The problem is he doesn't come back. Okay. Ooh. And this, in, in this structure, in this counseling, I can say to the man, okay, I bought you the hour, mm -hmm. but you got to come back. And right. they, they agree to it and they both agree because when someone is flooded, there's nothing good going to come out of it. Nothing. It's right. not going to get anywhere. Um, so it's, you know, and again, there's, there's a lot of research that talks about it. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing. And, um, but in premarital counseling, one of the things we do is address those four behaviors and how we fix them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say that um, I'm the critical one. I am the critical one. And my my wife was always late. And literally every day she'd come walking the door and I'd say, you're late again. You're late. You never do what you say you're going to do. You always have an excuse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she would actually be defensive. And because of my training, I question everything I was taught. Oh. And the key words are, say it in a way your partner can hear it. Right. So <laughs> here it was, she was late and I thought, okay, okay, say it in a way she can hear it. Uh -huh. And I, um, I think about it and I say, she comes walking the door and I said, honey, when you come walking in the door on time, mm -hmm. I don't worry about you. I don't worry that something you got hurt at work. Yes. I, I don't worry that you got into a car accident. You know, I, I, because of my health, you know, I, I, I don't know what I'd do without you. And um, she know. was incredible in her response, wanting defensiveness. She, without even knowing she was following this model of saying the way you can hear it in defensiveness, accepting some responsibility, mm -hmm. she said, um, I know I'm late. Um, I know I get late and I know I get distracted. I never knew you worried about it. But how about I text you when I'm leaving the office and you know I'll be home in 25 minutes? Well, Mel. I said, that, that would be great. Uh -huh. That fight was every day, seven years ago. Wow. I could send you, show on the screen the text today and said, on my way home. Yeah. So we don't have that fight anymore. Yeah, that is a, wow, you. John. You, you know what? You just taught a lot of people something because you're right it's the way that you word these things and this is the reason why when i have uh solly and leslie on i'm pretty sure i'm gonna say okay we're gonna call john because we need john to answer this question but i so appreciate you being on today and giving these uh good tips and advice for people that are struggling or before they get married what they need to know so if you would like please um join us in the forum of course we're going to be answering questions and john it was such a pleasure to have you john thank you <laughs> Great to, great to see, great to talk to you. Great to talk to you.
I know, Jaya. You're amazing. And thank you so much. And I'm going to see you in a couple minutes on the forum, right? I won't move. All right, John. Well, <laughs> All right. Yes, I'll see you soon. Thank you, okay. John, so much. Thank you. See All you right. later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He's amazing. So... Uh Please, okay, please go to the forum www.thelovemanual.com and join um the page, join website, go to the forum, ask some questions. Don't forget to watch this on YouTube. It's gonna be a replay. Don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to like and share, and then hit the bell so that way you'll know when I'm on the air. And check out our Facebook page, you'll love it, Instagram. Twitter. I mean, we're all over the place. And thank you guys so much. On the next episode, of course, like we discussed, I'm going to be talking to Solly and Leslie, who is a couple of Johns who he's coached. And uh, you guys are going to be amazed at this story. I, I was amazed at what I heard. So please don't forget to tune in. And thank you for joining me this evening. I'm Mel, your host of The Love Manual, and I will see you soon. Bye.